On June 23, 1972, Title IX legislation was passed into law, and neither of my guests were around at that time. But both have benefited from the legislation, and today we are excited to speak with Merida College volleyball coach Christy Newman and defensive specialist and four-year letter winner Brea Elsie, who is back for her fifth season, or what is better known as the COVID year. (laughs) Welcome back for another Merida College podcast that allows us to share stories and celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX. I am Tom Perry, the Vice President for Communication and Brand Management at Merida College. I'll be your host for today's podcast. We are pleased to have Coach Newman and Brea join us today to talk about the upcoming season, which opens on September 2nd, as well as get their thoughts on celebrating the 50th anniversary of Title IX. Christy and Brea, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, happy to be here. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, Before we discuss Title IX, Coach, I just wanted if you can talk about, you know, how the preparations for the 2022 season are going. And as we noticed, your voice isn't quite the same. So I assume (laughs) that gives us a little bit of a hint as to how the season preparations are going. Uh, the gym is super loud, as you can tell with my voice. I don't think uh, I've lost it in a preseason since I've been here. So uh, we have a loud group of girls, an energetic group of girls, and, you know, they're they're ready to make a statement, and we've made some changes in the off season, and they're ready to get they're ready to get rolling and compete. I think that after our season last year, they're ready to kind of make a statement and and get after it. So we're excited. Bray, as I just learned, you were coach's first recruit. I mean, yes. I mean, but you're back for that fifth season. You're, you've gone through this many times. You're used to this. Talk about what preseason has been like for you as this extra season. Um, it's been fun. I'm glad to be back. I'm just really soaking it all in. There's been a couple of times we've been in the gym, and I'm just like, wow, last go around. So I'm ready. I think the girls are ready. Um, should be a fun year. Last year was kind of a letdown in terms of record, but I – I think we're ready to redeem ourselves. So, so as I mentioned, you're getting that unique experience of being able to come back for the fifth season. Was there ever a time when you thought, do I really want to come back for another year? You know, I mean, it's a it's a tough decision to say I'm going to come back for many reasons. You know, but but did you ever waver on this decision? Um, originally, I wasn't going to come back. Uh, she had asked me if like I had thought about it, and I was like, hasn't crossed my mind. I need to make that step and you know, go on with my life, but I am doing that. So I'm in the master's program here for the psychology department and my advisor and I had a discussion and he said, you could play volleyball. So I went into her office and talked to her about it, talked to my parents and here we are. So. And coach, one more question just about that. I mean, it is a unique experience from your perspective too. I've talked to other coaches who are like, we're re-recruiting our, our seniors to come back and play and stuff like that. But, um, you know, if you reach out to her, I, I assume there was a very good reason why you wanted her back for a fifth season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she brings, there's a presence when she's in the gym that um, our freshmen are feeding off of and they're learning. So when she, when she does move on, that they're ready to step in that role. Um, the play elevates when she's in the gym and the vocalism elevates when she's in the gym. She kind of never stops talking, and in volleyball, that's that's exactly what you need, especially in a in a libero or DS. So, yeah. All right. Well, all right. Let's talk about Title IX. Uh, what I've learned in doing these interviews uh, is the women athletes and even our our coaches for women's sports today um, are just because of your age, because of when you've played and those things. Title IX isn't talked about the same way as maybe it was, you know, even 15 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever time frame you want to look at. But they, so they don't always understand or comprehend the impact of what Title IX has meant. But since it's a milestone year, since it's the 50th anniversary, 
Have you talked about it more? Are you getting a better feel for what Title IX has truly meant for the growth of women's athletics? And Coach, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think that I have a little bit of a, a different view. I was lucky when I was in college that my coach took over our program when she was 22, and she's still there today. Um, so we had alumni who wrote letters to us and left them in our locker and that kind of stuff. So they talked a lot about what they went through. So I got that perspective a little bit, um, but I didn't get, I didn't experience it, but I, but I learned a lot from that and I, it made us a lot more grateful as athletes. And now as a head coach, I try to kind of share that with my girls of, Hey, we didn't always have our own locker room. We didn't always have this beautiful facility that we have. And, you know, if we did have it, we were sharing the space and, and that kind of stuff. So I try in our program, I try to talk about that all the time, not, not just this year, but, um, but yeah, that's something that we always try to be thankful for and grateful because I know that people worked really, really hard to give us the opportunities that we have today. So I'm going to ask it a little bit differently to you as I, as I've done these interviews and I've talked to some of the women from the, from the seventies and they talked about getting hand-me-down uniforms from the men's teams when they first started and driving in vans and not buses and, 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 you know, all the different things they've done, you know, can you appreciate the, the changes in the support that women's athletic gets today. And, and I'm just curious, just again, your perspective, uh, which is completely different, but you know, knowing what they had to go through and where we are today. Oh yeah. I definitely can't appreciate it. Um, before this interview, I was thinking to myself before I came to college, I didn't even know what title nine was and that's completely naive, but I didn't learn about it in history class in high school or middle school. But yeah, I do completely appreciate it and the hard work that these women put in um, during that time because I know that they were appreciative to even be able to play at some point, just not completely equally. And then I just can't imagine how it felt when they finally were able to have equality in the gym and through athletics. So, so Bray, I'm going to stick with you on this one and just say, what would you say to the former Merida College women's athletes from the, you know, those those early to mid '70s all the way through to probably the end of the '80s? Um, you know, in regard to their trailblazing efforts, you know, to, to push, to get more, to ask for more, to do these things. And, uh, you know, I guess, and what do you hope they would be most proud of today when they see what you guys are being able to do and the, and just the, the steps that you've been able to make. And, and I will admit, I think what most of them say to me is just the athleticism of our, of our women athletes today compared to when they played, you know, mm -hmm. they just are like, I couldn't play today based on what that is. But when you think, you know, what, what do you hope if they look at what, when they see what you guys are doing today, what you hope jumps out to them most? Um, I just hope that they see that the hard work we're putting in um, because of them and that, I hope that they see our appreciation for them leading the way for us. Um, and I also hope that they see that we're not done fighting it. You know, we still have, in terms of equality with between women and men, we still have a long way to go. And we're still on that road. And we're still going to – they're really an inspiration to us. So we're going to take what they've done and just kind of roll with it until we do get that complete equality all across the board. And, Coach, I'm asking you kind of the same question. But, I mean, as you said – you heard from the athletes or former athletes mm -hmm. where you were. Do you? How often do you connect with the former volleyball players from Reddick College, and do they tell some of these stories, or do they push you to say, hey, tell them to keep fighting? Yeah, um, so right now we're kind of in the middle of getting our alumni back involved and plugged in. So I don't talk a ton to our MC alums. I would love to. When I do kind of interact with them, um, 
the stories are very eye-opening to me. Um, and I'm just super thankful for all the work that they did do, right? You know, the multi-sports. Like, I think about how hard it is now to play volleyball and basketball and and do that and be successful at it. There were women that played volleyball, basketball, track, softball, all of that. And that grasping that is hard for my mind. And I'm, I can't imagine what their bodies feel like today a little bit. Um, but, but yeah, so anytime that we, I do connect with them and, and hearing their stories, it's definitely interesting and a totally new perspective to hear. So you bring up a, a good point that I hadn't really thought of. Um, and again, we've done a number of these interviews and you're right. They talk about being able to play multiple sports and, and just the way things have changed. And so I'm going to add that. I mean, not that we've become more specialized, but in some ways we have with sports. And, you know, the difference is volleyball season started on a day, ended on a day, you know, in the fall. Now you expect them when that fall season's over, there's an expectation after that to keep mm-hmm. doing things. And that's what, what, to your point, it's harder to, to play those sports. Um, would you say that's maybe one of the biggest changes that you could maybe think of is that this is now year round when you are playing that sport? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that stems from high school too. So it's become a year round, especially volleyball. It's a year round sport in high, even middle school now, middle school, high school and, um, in college. And then also you, I think about coaches, like I just get to coach volleyball. And I think about how much time I spend with the girls and how much time I spend prepping for them. I can't imagine what it was like to coach volleyball, basketball, and softball. And there are head women's coaches that were doing all of those things. And I am so appreciative for them kind of paving the way to where I can now just focus on my players and my team and and growing that versus, okay, volleyball season just in, now I'm going into basketball season, then I'm going to softball season, and then I'm doing it all over again. And so I'm just super grateful for that. Perfect. Well, my last question for both of you, and, and Brea, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, you know, we've talked about the progress that's been made over the 50, these 50 years, and this is the same last question I net all of these with. If you were to look at the next 50 years, what does progress look moving forward? What is it for, for Title IX to still be working, for women's athletics to still be growing and making pro- uh, having progress, making progress? What would the next 50 years look like? And I know that's a very out there question, but, you know, what, what would be something you would like to see continue to change or improve? Um, again, I think it's just the appreciation for female and male sports at a equal level. Um, people look at male sports and they automatically think, oh, they're doing so much more work than female sports do. And in reality, we're doing the exact same thing. Um, and like Coach Newman said, it's year round. And I just hope that people start to take in a, an appreciation for the fight that women have had in the past. And implement that in the future so like we didn't we weren't as lucky as men to just be able to start and play a sport and I think and I hope that in the future they can look at that and say wow these women have come a long way and here we are today and I just that's my hope coach same for you um I think that it looks like just making sure that these young women have a voice and that they can be heard and we're listening to them and what they need because that changes year every year um and implementing those changes and giving giving the female athletes what they need. Uh, along with male athletes, I think that we just need to make sure that we're giving both genders the, the same things and what, what they need. 
Well, thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. And thank you to Coach DeBrea for joining us today and sharing their story. If you're interested in supporting women's athletics at Marietta College, you are encouraged to make a gift at www.marietta.edu. Thank you.